Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. Hello, hello, hello again, everybody. Hello. Thank you for that lovely round of applause. Yes, we appreciate it so much. I didn't even realize I'm still wearing my sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked in the camera and saw it. Um, I'm Tyler. I'm Megan. She's over yonder, right across the table from me, and we are Whiskey and Wonder. Yep. Like Just like the Wonder Twins, except for no powers. No powers, just whiskey. Just just whiskey, yep. Uh, every week we get together, we uh, review whiskey, and we teach the other uh, something that is uh, has made us wonder. Yeah, and you know we, we have a lot of fun with it, and we've had a lot of good whiskey and learned a lot, mm-hmm. you know, over, this is episode 106, so... Lots of lots of things. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a journey. It's been uh, two and a half years. We started in October. Wow! Yeah. 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 That sounds about right. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for hanging with us through 106 episodes, some of which have been disasters, and some of which <laughs> have been pretty cool and, yeah. and fun to be a part of. So, yeah, for sure. Thank you guys so much, everyone who likes, shares, subscribes, tunes in. Uh, you make this possible, so thank you. Yeah, and uh, especially to those who donate and to those who uh, support us, like like Megan said, by liking, subscribing, all that stuff. You guys make this possible. Um, kind of put that ahead of the announcements this week. Uh, we've got the same old, same old as far as, as far as announcements for the most part. Just check out the merch on the website, whiskeywonder.com slash shop. Um, uh, go to Check out uh, patreon.com slash whiskey and wonder to uh, access some of our tiers. You get early access to episodes. You get um, get to vote on our infinity bottles, which are like our own little blends. So you can vote what we put in there and see see how we like them. Uh, Megan, Megan and Jamie didn't like the bourbon one the first time we tried it. So Correct. But I did. I thought it was all right. Um, apart from those announcements, we do have a new kind of major announcement. Yeah. Um, that, that's just kind of about the entire, uh, direction of whiskey and wonder, I guess, for the lack of a better word, would you say that's, that's yeah, fair? Yeah, that's accurate. So, uh, Megan and I have talked off air about this and just the way life has been. Obviously we just came back last week after I was gone for six weeks. We were gone. We didn't record for almost a month. Yep. Um, and life has just been crazy and hectic and as as a result of that, just the extra time that we we don't have the extra time we need to devote to whiskey and wonder the way we should. Um, we, with that being said, though we're not ending whiskey and wonder. No, not at all. We're we're thrilled to do this still. Yes, we are taking a little bit of a step back though, just to give us some more time to create the content. So we are going to go from putting episodes out weekly to. Bi-weekly. Yep, every so other week, every, every two weeks. Yep, every two weeks. Um, and in addition to that, the other big change is going to be, for the most part, I'll, I'll step in. Uh, we hadn't talked about this off air, but uh, I'll say it here. I will step in for guest guest segments every so often. But for the most part, Megan will be handling the wonder segments yep. because that is her favorite part. Mm-hmm. And it is my least favorite part. Tyler will be handling the whiskey parts. Which is my favorite part. Yes, and my so, least favorite part. So, so we are going to kind of shift some roles around and responsibilities. And so you guys will be hearing Megan teach me more often than me teach Megan. Yes. Um, and maybe maybe we could do some listener-voted topics on Patreon. Uh, and maybe we could do... Uh, I, I think for listener voted topics, maybe I could be the one that comes up with the topics. Yeah. And we put those forward since uh, you know, that that way I'm still kind of involved in it 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 because obviously just looking back over 106 episodes, you and I have different interests. And, yeah. And you know, I teach about things that you might never think to teach about and vice yeah. versa. So, yeah, that's very true. So, you know, maybe it maybe that's a way to help keep uh not only me but the listeners involved in the wonder segment. So Look for that to to start. We will. So uh, usually we try not to say too much about the date, um, but we're recording right around the end of April right now. Mm. Um, and yep. we 
<laughs> Apparently that caught Megan off guard that <laughs> it's the like, end of April. No. no, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the end of April. And I I knew that. I knew that. Um, it just hearing it out loud is like, whoa. Yeah, where's it going? But anyway, so so it'll be the middle of May. Uh the next time we record. This will be our this will be our last weekly episode and we will be going yep. bi weekly. Yep. So. Until some until life changes and maybe it slows down, then maybe we can look at coming back to uh weekly. Yep. But but right now for both of us things have just been kinda hectic and crazy. So Yep, for sure. Um, but we did want to make that announcement today as well. And in addition, I'm going to put the social media stuff up on the screen. If you want to go like and subscribe there to continue supporting us. Like I said, you can check the show notes and find uh, find all those links I mentioned earlier, the whiskeyandwater.com, Patreon, excuse me, uh, YouTube, Instagram, all the social media stuff. If you want to send us a message and suggest a topic to us, Contact at whiskeyandwonder.com um, or uh, through our Patreon. So I got Megan. Megan is laughing. I don't know if I did it or no, if she, she looks I'm like sorry. she might have looked at her watch. Yeah, I'm getting blown up and uh, um, I'm just trying to keep gotcha. my cool and right. not laugh. All right. Well, uh, on sorry, that, Tyler. Um, no, you're fine. On that note, we're going to go ahead. We're going to move on to the open segment. Open segment. All right, Tyler, I have a very important question for you before we get started in the open segment. No. That would, I, I need you to answer. I did. <laughs> uh, I need you to answer. It's not a yes or no oh, question. Damn, okay. Um, Jamie and I have made the executive decision that you are in charge of what we are eating for dinner tonight. So I need you to tell us what we're eating. At use Anything. Ooh, Anything? Uh, that's a lot of pressure. Number one, but number <laughs> two, is there are there any parameters at all, or or like like, am I limited to like eating out, picking the restaurant, or are you guys cooking? Anything but octopus. Jamie will cook, or we can I can stop and get food on my way home. Damn, I was hoping you would at least like <laughs> limit it down for me. Um. Ah, uh, let's see. Your birthday's in November, and Jamie just had her birthday mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and y'all celebrated that. Mm. A couple days ago. We'll talk Co- about that in a minute. A couple days ago. Days. Yeah. Friday. That's right. I I was thinking it was two weeks ago. Uh, nope. Um, mm, I was going to say, originally I thought steaks for, for Jamie's birthday, but you guys probably just celebrated, so. We did, but we have not had steak. Am I Am I telling Jamie to go get some steak? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say reverse seared steak, ribeye, or whatever's on sale uh, at Harris Teeter. But but I would suggest, it doesn't even need to be Harris Teeter. Just get a thick, at least an inch, preferably inch and a half or so thick piece of steak. May uh, You guys probably don't eat as much as I do, so I can put one of those bad boys down. <laughs> you guys probably would share one. <laughs> what sides, my guy? Um, let's go with asparagus, grilled or, or baked asparagus, however, however you want to do it, whatever, you, whatever y'all want to do. I'm not a big asparagus, asparagus guy. It's me and Jamie's favorite. So. Okay. Good, good call. Um, Ooh, the pressure's really on here. Uh, and I'm going to go with a uh, baked potato. Baked potato sounds good. And if you can't, if you don't have the, I know that can take a little time. If you don't have the time to do that, uh, we'll substitute with uh, cut up potatoes that are that are roasted. All right. Like roasted in the oven. All right. So we're going to do nice thick steak with asparagus and a baked potato. Yes. Reverse sear the steak. Reverse sear the steak. Reverse yep. sear the steak. I hope you guys like um, your, how do you like your steaks? Rare. Rare? Mm-hmm. So cook it in the oven on, say... 250 until uh do you have a way to measure the internal temperature i think we i think so okay cook it until it's about one uh, i don't do rare so i would say maybe 150 110 to 115 all right and then have a cast iron skillet in the oven to catch Mm -hmm. the drippings put it on a wire rack okay uh pull it out put it on on the 
stove, get some butter, garlic, a little thyme, get it all going in there, put your steak in there, sear it on both sides. I usually do about a minute on one side, 45 on the other. I usually take mine up to 120 in the oven okay. to get a nice medium rare. So, All right. And um, are we doing any sauce? On the steak? On the steak. No. No steak sauce. Steak doesn't need sauce. All you do is salt and pepper. That's it. All right. Render so. the fat, too. Make sure to render the fat when it's in the pan. And and when you think you... Well, I'm not going to say when you think. I I always look at seasoning, salt and peppering a steak this way. Mm-hmm. You, you can not... You can't add... Once you cook it, you can't really add more to it to get the flavor. Yeah. So flavor, season it beforehand. Beforehand. Actually season it. A lot of people don't season their food. Yes. So. Sure. Okay. So, and to drink, you're going to have, uh, uh, I don't, you don't really like beer, huh? Uh, Jamie does. Um... Uh, do you do you have any beer at home? Just whatever yeah. beer you have at home. That that just have a beer with it, and you can have. You've got bitch beer here. You can take home. I for. have bitch beer at home too. Okay, well, have a bitch beer. For those that don't know, bitch beer is like Smirnoff and Mike's, Mike's hard. hard lemonade and yeah. the fruity, yeah, fruity stuff. Not beer. Anyway, uh, I'm I I feel like I hit it out of the park with the asparagus. So I'm I'm glad I got at least you, one out of four. You did. You did. So. Like the asparagus was like. Perf. Good. Good. Glad to glad to be able to help. And uh on your potatoes, put a little garlic powder. Oh oh yeah. All right. Good. Um, well, on that right. note. <laughs> and Jamie now has the shopping list, so all right. On that note, guys. Thank you, Tyler. Um, you are you're welcome. Welcome to the open segment where we talk about whatever the fuck we want to. Yeah. Um it's been a relatively quiet week for me. Um I've made it through that. Wait a minute. Knock on wood. I think I have made it through the hell that has been uh, the dog sickness. Uh, Bo's allergies were acting up pretty bad. He was getting some really nasty green eye boogers, oh, and his eyes were all buddy. red and swollen, so we started giving him Zyrtec. Um, the vet told us we could give him two, and then uh, he, he vomited one day. He woke me up one day vomiting at 5.30 in the morning. But that's been it. It's been smooth sailing other than that. So um, the only other news I really have is the the upstairs room in my house that will eventually become Whiskey and Wonders new new home as this room becomes Shelby's office when she moves in. It it's been framed out. It is it's exciting. It is, yep. It needs a little bit more insulating to be done. It needs wiring and you know, drywalling and finishing, but it's it's well on its way. Nice. And they knocked that framing out in two less than two days. I was really really pleased with the speed. Um, I've been. Uh, they they basically framed it and then haven't come back for two days. So I'm curious why. But I understand everybody's got a schedule and whatnot. So yeah. Well, uh, my contractor's supposed to get a hold of me, and let me know. So. Cool. Um. And I, I, real quick, I do want to give one shameless plug. Um, and and this might seem a little weird coming from me, of all people, because you guys know that I'm not a big movie person. Um, but I want to give a plug to another podcast real quick mm-hmm. that is about movies. Somebody that I just met. Um, that was t- I, I didn't just meet him, but I found out he had a podcast. So okay, uh, it is a friend of mine from. Uh, his name is Paul from uh, a cigar club that I'm in. And I found out he does a, a podcast called Men at the Movies. And they discuss movies and why why they love them. And oh, that's just cool. All the cool stuff. And they're actually doing, um, spoiler alert, I don't know if they announce it beforehand, but they're doing something for, I'll just say they're doing something for May the 4th oh. and Revenge of the 5th. Nice. So. so. Very cool. On on that note, go check them out. You can find them wherever you wherever you get your podcast. Men at the movies. Very cool. Men at the movies. Check them out. Yep. All right. So well, what's talk to me about Jamie's birthday? What 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 went on? Well, I mean, 
Uh, it was a ton of fun. So um, I took Thursday, Friday um, off so uh, we could go to the beach. I took her to um, Oak Island for her birthday. Um, and we took Brooks and Navia. Um, Navia loves the beach. Brooks had never been before. So we wanted them to like go experience the beach and the waves and everything. Um, and it was so much fun. Um, so Brooks, um, for those of you guys, uh, not on our Instagram, you did a follow us at whiskey podcast. Um, but Brooks is a little, uh, Australian cattle dog. He's one of the white speckled cattle dogs. Um, so it is very easy to dye his hair, uh, dye his fur. So we, uh, or we, Jamie, um, dyed Brooks to go to the beach. Um, he was a firebender from Wish. Oh. Um, and so him had fire paws and a flame on the top of his head. I saw, I saw the pictures (laughs) on Instagram. It looked like a fun time. I saw Nate just... Covered in sand. Covered in sand. Yep. yep. They both uh, had so much fun. Um, so when we left on uh, Thursday, we let, we got up at the crack of dawn. I think it's called um, the ass crack of dawn. We got up at the ass crack of dawn on Thursday, and it was cloudy and overcast the whole drive up there. Um, and when we first got to the beach, it was also cloudy and overcast. And so I... Ugh, admitting this out loud as someone who's had like skin cancer issues is horrifying. Um, but we didn't even think about sunscreen. Didn't didn't even cross our minds um, as two pasty white bitches. We were like, oh, it's cloudy out. It's fine. Didn't think about it. Um, so we were at the beach for... Several, several hours. Uh, Somebody came back like a lobster. Which one was it? Both of us. I don't know if our camera's going to pick it up. I can't see your mics in the way. Eh. Oh, my Lord. I am so red. That doesn't look as bad as I expected, but I can imagine it's... This was last weekend? It was this weekend, so it was Thursday. 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 Yeah, so when been, did you get back? Uh, we got back Friday night. Okay, so all we, right. were, we only we made a day trip out of okay, it. Okay, all right. I was okay. I was confused. I thought you guys. I thought you went for the whole weekend. Um, yeah. All right. Then that's a lot. That's pretty bad. Then I was thinking that that was left over from last weekend, <laughs> and I was like, I can't imagine what you were like. No. Oh dear God, yeah. <laughs> would have been a hospitalization. I've. Uh, PSA, folks. Wear your sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Don't be stupid. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm stupid. I have. I've never worn sunscreen. Never been a big proponent of it, uh, at least for myself. And now I have worked outside so long. I, I I work in an industry that's outside, and in the summertime, my forearms and the back of my neck itch, and it is a nerve condition from sun damage. Mm. That I can scratch and scratch and scratch and. Never get the itch because it's just nerves. Just nerve so damage. So I will sometimes in the summertime. I'll wear sleeves, like I'll wear like the basketball sleeve. Yeah, just so that I'm not. It's like a dog cone for me, so that I can't break my you skin. You can't just scratching. sit there and scratch and make yourself bleed. Ouch. Yep. So wear your sunscreen, wear sunscreen folks. guys. It's not I'm, a joke. I'm 30 years old. <laughs> I got 30 more years probably of this. Yep. Of living with this, so at least. Yep. Wear your. Wear your sunscreen, wear your sunscreen guys. Sunscreen. Um, but yeah, so, uh, it was nice. I put us up in a hotel for a night. So, um, we just after the beach, uh, went to the hotel and just hung out and, um, had a phenomenal time, um, ordered, uh, a like nice hibachi steakhouse to like deliver us food um, to our oh, hotel room. you didn't go? Like, you we didn't had the go dogs. get the show? We had the dogs. So, no, we didn't go get the show. Oh, man. I've left Bo in a hotel room before. When he was sick. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I would have trusted to leave them in the hotel room until they started acting like morons. Mm. Um, any little sound, and Navia would start barking. Navia. Yeah, I... May is <laughs> probably the best dog I ever met until she met me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I ruined her. I will take full credit uh, for that. And I, oh, it was mortifying because she would like hear noise and she would start barking. And then Brooks would be like, oh, we're barking at stuff. Okay. And he would follow along after his sister. Um, and so mm. they did not get to stay in the hotel room by themselves. Um, but it was lovely. The drive was just like laughing and singing and just being obnoxious and having fun. Um, well, that's good. It sounds like a good trip. Good, good birthday. Yeah. Celebration, so. Yeah, so. Did um, she have her light switch flip? Uh, no, but she was already crippled, so like, uh, she she was a broken 20-year-old. Um, all the horses and fuck shit she's done in her past, so I mean, 30, she was a 30-year-old at 25. Me too. <laughs> I can relate. Um, but yeah, happy birthday, Jamie. Welcome to 30. I look forward to all the future birthdays with you. Well, uh, yes, happy belated birthday, Jamie, from me and all our listeners. I'm sure I'll speak on their behalf. Um, I apologize. Shelby's texting me about something right now, too. Um, well, I I reckon it's time we move on, talk about our whiskey today. I think we can do that. All righty. Opening the bottle. I am not going to lie. I'm pretty excited that this is the last time I'm going to have to do this. I am. Uh, well, I'm going to jump in and say I'm disappointed in our whiskey for having a screw top. Oh, that's sad. Yep. That's already like, wah, wah. why? Yep. I I don't know, but it's got a screw top. I don't like that. Well, today we are drinking Jim Beam Double Oak. So, Jim Beam Double Oak starts life as Jim Bean White. After selecting and dumping a bunch of four-year-old barrels, they take that bourbon and put it back into brand new charred oak barrels for a second round of aging. The second round of aging has no defined time requirement or amount and lasts until it tastes right. Um, I'm not kidding. The release for the Jim Bean Double Oak states... And aged for a second time to taste. It would great. It would be great to get more detail about it, but uh, there's not more detail. Um, so that is about as much as they get. Um, and oh. that's. Uh, I forgot to show the uh, camera. Oops, there it is. This is what it looks like. I think it costed me. Uh, Somewhere in the ballpark of $40. I bought it a while back. Um, and frankly, don't remember exactly how much I paid for it. Uh, it is uh, somewhere on here. 43%. Yep, 86 proof. So it's not a high proof. It's going to fall right in that uh, uh, right in that ballpark of... of um, I, I Well, all right. I'm going to be fully transparent here. I don't. Rem- I've had this. I have opened this, this specific bottle, but I don't remember what it tasted like. Knowing it's eighty-six proof and it's double oaked, I'm going to assume it falls around that Woodford Reserve double oaked, the Old Forester nineteen ten, um, the Eagle Rare kind of a little more sweet palate, uh, a little less spice, just because it's eighty-six proof. That's where I'm going to guess. Uh, I, like I said, I truly don't remember. And I have an interesting little connection to Jim Beam Double Oak. What is your connection? Um, so I worked at a brewery for about two and a half years. Uh, just as a part-time gig, you guys know that. And uh, at the brewery, shortly before I ended up quitting... They decided, well, I guess it was about six six to nine months before they decided to make a barrel-aged barley wine. 
and the owner was and brewer was kind enough to let me he gave me a list of of um barrels that basically he could buy to age the age the the beer in and so going through he, he kind of gave me a price range like hey this is your cutoff but you know make me a couple of suggestions and so i listed off 3 and one of the three I listed was the Jim Beam Double Oak Barrel, and he ended up going with that. So the barley wine was actually aged for a year in Jim, Be- Jim oh. Beam Double Oak bar- Barrels, and I actually have two staves off of one of those barrels sitting in my garage right now that I'm going to turn into um, a little Glenclaren glass like flight thing i'll show you what i'm talking about here that's cool so it's gonna be like the actual glass or like a flight holder thing like a flight holder oh that's cool yep out of a whiskey stave from jim beam double oaked that's really cool yep so um well, as you pull that up i mean i've been smelling on it and it is very it's what i would expect um to smell i mean it's very traditional kind of bourbon um smells it's maybe a little more woody than i would say uh i expect a bourbon to be but but that that might be stretching it a little bit um there's the caramel uh smells there's the oak smell um some char some um peppery spice um, but it's, it's very, um, I, don't, I just, it smells like a stereotypical tradi- tra- traditional, <laughs> traditional bourbon. So over here on, on this screen, my left screen, Megan, this is kind of what I'm talking about, except I'm going to oh, cool. potentially flip it the other way so that you can see the char. Oh, cool. I um, like that. I like that well, a lot. Um, so I, I smelled this. Just uh, once or twice while while Megan was talking here, and to be honest with you, the first thing I got was some something fruity, uh, but it was very 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 mild fruit smell. Um, but I don't, I don't know, I didn't really pick it up after that first initial you know sniff. So maybe I can get a little bit of dark cherry, maybe. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking—a dark fruit, maybe maybe a cherry or apricot or something but I, I haven't really been able to get it again i do definitely get cinnamon yeah uh, out of this and kind of kind of like you said your typical woody bourbon f- kind of oaky flavor mm-hmm. um so let's see uh we're supposed to be smelling oak caramel vanilla corn toffee dark fruit with bits of butterscotch, cinnamon, and leather. Well, I mean, I yeah, uh, I would say that's pretty spot on. I mean, traditional kind of bourbon smells. Yeah, I. The big ones for me are cinnamon and and just oaky, um, just <laughs> traditional traditional bourbon smell so have you taken a sip of it i just took a sip okay the the flavor is very mild compared to um the the smell at least that was my my initial impression is i was expecting more on the tongue than i got um black pepper is definitely like a lingering sensation lingering uh, taste. Um, I got some leather, um, got some oak, got some char, um, little bit of hints of fruit, um, like a cherry probably. Uh, while, while you take another sip, I just want to point out to you guys, I definitely did not remember what this tasted like because I thought it was going to be more sweeter in line with that 1910 just based off the double oaked and the proof. Mm-hmm. 
it is not it is pretty spicy on the back end yeah um definitely definitely a, a black pepper spice um and again the first thing i noticed kind of what megan was saying it, it, it immediately was a little milder than i expected right on the tongue and but i did get a cherry flavor mm-hmm. uh that kind of went really quickly yeah, for sure. And then the spice kind of took over uh, on the back end, and it, it lingers for a while. Uh, so I would not compare this at all to any of the three I mentioned earlier. Yeah, no, Woodford definitely Reserve, not. Double Oaked, the Eagle Old Forester. Rare, Old Forester 1910. I wouldn't no. compare it to it, it. It's not even in that ballpark. No, not at all. Um, I'm struggling to get much sweetness at all from the actual taste of it. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I... I, I'm having to like struggle to get like a caramel or something. It, it's there, but like I have to actively seek it out. It's a otherwise very spicy, woody for me. I I just did a little swish around the mouth, um, and definitely got a little bit of vanilla in the middle there. Not much caramel, but but some vanilla. Very subtle, but it's there if you if you. Go looking for it. So, yep. Um, we are supposed to be tasting oak, caramel, dry corn, vanilla, dark fruit, toffee, maple, and yeast. I don't get uh, don't get yeast. Mm-mm. Other than that, though, I would agree. I don't. Uh, the caramel and the vanilla, I have to, like, search for. I have to, like, chew on it a little bit and really kind of swish it around. Um, if I am just sipping on it, not, like, actively looking for different things, it's just... I think it's a, just a very spice-filled, woody-type bourbon. Not There's not a lot of sweetness to this, in my opinion. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. It's not... It's not overly complex as far as its flavor profile. It it's it's just kind of a straightforward bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, well Yeah, we're gonna keep on sipping on this. Um and uh figure out what uh what we think of it by the end. Yep. All right. Alrighty, already we're back. We Again. were in full transparency. Um, right as we're about to go to the wonder segment, I got a call from my contractor that mm-hmm. I was I've been waiting on. So I paused everything and had to take that call. And then Megan and I started recording, and Turns one of out. the video didn't record. The the audio did, but the video didn't. So we have to restart this again. So we're diving back into the wonder segment. It's time for the Wonder Segment. You guys know that we're honest when we screw up, and you guys get to see our screw-ups. So yep. if, if you can, if not. Yep. Well, we screwed up. All right. Let's do this again. All right. Let's the, do it exactly how we did it the first time. Okay. <laughs> the best part of getting sick as a child growing up in the 90s and early aughts was staying home from school and watching trash TV. I know I know exactly what this is going to be now. And by far, the best program was the Jerry Springer Show. Jerry, 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 Jerry. It felt good to just watch mind-numbing drama as a distraction from strep throat or to hear the cultish chant of Jerry, Jerry, Jerry while actively trying to avoid nausea. And that's about exactly how that first Opening bit went. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to recreate as best I could. Yep. And Tyler did figure it out the moment I as, said being sick. As soon as she said being sick and trash TV, I was like, oh, I know it. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, yep. Go ahead. So Jerry Springer died just this past Thursday, April 27th, 2023. If you're listening in the future, in his home in Evanston, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. A spokesperson for the family said he'd been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer just a few months prior and is believed to have been the cause of his death. Today, 
I wanted to learn more about the man that became a cultural phenomenon, the architect of reality TV, called the Millennials Babysitter by the Los Angeles Times due to the fact that most of my generation grew up with his show gaining popularity in our childhood and many of us having memories like I mentioned before. I uh, got, a, got a little story to tell about Jerry Springer. Um, so <clears throat> some... I bet most guys can relate to this. Maybe even some of the some of the ladies amongst us. Uh, but you know, when you you're a certain age, as 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 a young teenage boy, and you're home from, sick from school, and you stumble upon the pay per view channels, some of which, which my family had, uh, we had, were hacking and getting illegally somehow. So we had <laughs> them all. You stumble onto some of the uncensored uh, adult versions of Jerry Springer. And, uh, I think, like I said, a lot of guys can probably relate when I say I have some very good memories (laughs) of, of uncensored Jerry Springer as a young, young teen boy. As, as someone who recently admitted to herself that she is very gay, I share those fond memories. So I get it. I get it 100%. Um... I remember stumbling upon those pay-per-view like channels and being like, "What is this?" So, good old Jerry Springer. Nothing like it. <laughs> the wild west of the internet age. It truly was. We grew mm-hmm. up at the best time for the internet. Yeah, we did. Gerald Norman Springer was born on February thirteenth, nineteen forty-four at the station of Highgate for the London Underground, which was being used as a shelter during World War II while the Germans bombed London. His parents, Margot and Richard Springer, were German-Jewish refugees that had fled Prussia, now Poland, during Hitler's reign. Margot Springer, maiden name Kalman, was a bank clerk while her husband owned a shoe shop. His maternal grandmother, Marie Kalman, was imprisoned in Chelmno, of the first Nazi extermination camp in German-occupied Poland, where she was murdered in one of their gas vans, a mobile gas chamber. His paternal grandmother, Selma Springer, died at the concentration camp Theresienstadt in German-occupied Czechoslovakia. Her brother, Jerry Springer's great-uncle, was a renowned Berlin doctor, whom also died in Theresienstadt. The Springers did not return to Germany after the war, instead living in the UK until January of 1949, when Jerry was four, when they moved to the United States. There, Jerry Springer grew up in a neighborhood of Queens in New York City. He'd end up marrying a woman named Mickey Velton, whom would would divorce after nearly 20 years. The two had a daughter, Katie, born in 1976. She was born without nasal passages and required immediate surgery after birth. Katie is blind and deaf in one ear. Jerry Springer was supportive of his daughter, and she said that he never treated her differently despite her health. She works as an assistant teacher in Chicago, and Jerry Springer has donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to her school to help construct a special facility for students with disabilities. Jerry said one of his earliest memories was watching the 1956 Democratic National Convention and being impressed by then-Senator, future President, John F. F. Kennedy. This planted an interest in politics in Springer, and he went on to earn a political science degree from Tulane University and then a Juris Doctorate from Northwestern. He was a political campaign advisor for Robert F. Kennedy, JFK's brother, who was the leading candidate for the Democratic National Party for that. Hmm, nope. He was the leading candidate for the Democratic Party presidential primaries until his assassination in 1968. After Kennedy's death, Jerry Springer began to practice law at Frost and Jacobs, a Cincinnati law firm. Springer was a partner in the law firm of Grinker, Sudman, and Springer from 1973 into 1985. In 1970, Springer ran for the United States House of Representatives. He failed to unseat incumbent Republican Donald D. Clancy, but took 45% of the vote in a traditionally Republican district. 
He had previously spearheaded the effort to lower the voting age, including testifying before the Senate Judiciary Committee in support of the ratification of the 26th Amendment. Three days after announcing his candidacy, Springer, who was also an Army reservist at the time, was called to active duty and stationed at Fort Knotts. He resumed his campaign after he was discharged. Springer was elected to the Cincinnati City Council in 1971. On an April 29, 1974, Springer resigned from the council after admitting to soliciting a prostitute. He ran for office in 1975, winning by a landslide. He was re-elected in 1977 and 1979. Springer was considered a gonzo-type politician, with stunts such as staying the night in jail and commandeering a bus after the city took over bus service. In 1977, Springer was chosen by the Cincinnati City Council to serve for one year as mayor. The one-year term was due to a political arrangement at the time that required the Democrats to split the mayoral term with a local third-party group, the Charter Committee, with whom the Democrats governed in an electoral alliance. Keep going. Okay, sorry, I didn't know if... I have something I need to tell you without telling it to you. Uh Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> in the city council and as mayor, Springer supported changing the local election system so that council members would be elected by districts, thus best, better representing neighborhood interests, instead of 9x at-large system. But his efforts, as well as those of everyone else to date who has supported such a change, did not meet with success. In 1981, Springer stepped down from his seat on the city council in order to focus on a run for governor of Ohio. Um, You'll get that if you're on the video. (laughs) Megan did not tactfully do that at all. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Um, uh, In 1981, Springer stepped down from his seat to run for governor of Ohio, seeking the Democratic nomination in the 1982 Ohio gubernatorial election. Television commercials for Springer's campaign referenced his use of a check to pay a prostitute, saying that he was not afraid of the truth, even if it hurts. He failed to win the Democratic Party's nomination, finishing a distant third behind former Lieutenant Governor Richard F. Celeste and Ohio Attorney General William J. Brown, and his political career was put on hold. In the late 1980s, he played a major role in saving the historic Cincinnati Union Terminal. Springer considered running for the United States Senate in 2000 and 2004, but he backed down due to the negative associations with the Jerry Springer talk show. He also considered running in the 2018 Ohio gubernatorial election, but decided against it due to his age. Even after his departure from politics, he was the largest contributor to the Hamilton County Democratic Party from 1993 to 2018. Springer's broadcast career started while he was an undergraduate at Tulane University on WTUL New Orleans FM, a progressive format college radio station. It continued while he was still mayor of Cincinnati with album-oriented rock radio station WEBN-FM which was noted for its laid-back and irreverent radio format. The station featured commentaries by Springer under the banner The Springer Memorandum. The popularity of these commentaries launched his broadcasting career. And I'm taking a sip of whiskey. So, I have been... I want the Jerry chant as a sound effect and I have been looking and I'm going to try something here. I want, I hope it doesn't come through, but you guys might hear it uh, on the thing here. So we'll see. All right. Oh man. So it is not coming through for you guys, which is awesome. That means I can manipulate it. (laughs) All right. Uh, Springer was hired as a political reporter and commentator on Cincinnati's NBC affiliate, WLWT, which had at the time the lowest rated news program. Later, having been named primary news anchor and managing editor, he needed a broadcast catchphrase in the model of, a great, of other great newsmen. 
With the help of some others at WLWT, he created his signature line, Take Care of Yourself and Each Other. Within two years, he was Cincinnati's number one news anchor, along with partner Norma Rashid. For five years, he was the most popular news anchor in the city, garnering 10 local Emmy Awards for his nightly commentaries, which were frequently satirized by Cincinnati radio personality Gary Burbank. Those commentaries would eventually become his final thought on Jerry Springer. Springer would remain commentator at WLWT until January of 1993. In 1997, the Chicago-based NBC-owned station WMAQ-TV hired Springer to serve as a news commentator. However, this proved to be unpopular among viewers. After performing only two commentaries, Springer resigned as commentator. The Jerry Springer Show, Jerry Springer, debuted on September 30, 1991. It started as a politically-oriented talk show, a longer version of Springer's commentaries. Guests on the show included Oliver North and Jesse Jackson, and topics included homelessness and gun politics. In early 1994, Springer and his new producer, Richard Dominic, revamped the show's format in order to garner higher ratings. The show became more successful as it became targeted toward tabloidish sensationalism. Guests were everyday people confronted on a television stage by a spouse or family member's adultery, homosexuality, transsexuality, prostitution, hate group membership, or other controversial situations. You are the father. No, 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 that's Maury. That's Maury? Springer did paternity tests too. Yeah, but Maury is you are the father. You are not the father. That's Maury. My dad, I don't know, I don't know if which one of them, I know Maury does it because my dad loves to watch Maury. I swear I have memories of Jerry Springer doing paternity tests. He might have, but, but I don't know if he did the you are the You father. are, you are not. That yeah, might be Maury's catchphrase. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. These confrontations were often promoted by scripted shouting or violence on stage. The show received substantial ratings and much attention, and by 1998, it was beating the Oprah Winfrey show in many cities and was reaching more than 6.7 million viewers. On July 10th, 2002, the sons of guest Nancy Campbell Pennitz, who was murdered by her ex-husband after they appeared on a May 2000 episode with his, with his girlfriend, filed suit in Sarasota County against Springer, his producers, and his distributor, claiming he created a mood that led to murder. Ultimately, the estate of Campbell Pennitz dropped all monetary claims against Jerry Springer, and the show agreed to waive its claims for malicious prosecution against the personal representative of the estate of Campbell Pennitz and his counsel. In 2003, Jerry Springer, The Opera, a British musical that was inspired by him and his talk show, debuted. It contains irreverent treatment of Christian themes, extensive profanity, and surreal images, such as a troupe of tap-dancing Ku Klux Klan members. It's won numerous awards. In 2005, a UK version of the show aired on Britain's ITV network, titled The Springer Show. A subdued and more tongue-in-cheek version of the US show, it beat its talk show rival Trisha Goddard 5-1 to one in the ratings. The VH1 celeb reality series, The Springer Hustle, which took a look at how Jerry Springer is produced, premiered in April 2007. And in April 2015, Springer Talk Radio debuted the Jerry Springer podcast on his website, jerryspringer.com. He later partnered with Westwood One to stream the podcast. Springer was the second American talk show host to travel to Cuba after Conan O'Brien for the Jerry Springer podcast. The podcast ended in 2022. Can I just jump in and say I learned something about Conan today? What? He went to Harvard. Really? I had no idea Conan went to Harvard. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that either. Anyway, sorry. Just a baby Tyler nugget for you. Yeah. On July 26th, 2018, Jerry Springer aired its final episode in syndication after 27 seasons before it began airing reruns on The CW on September 10th, 2018. On September 9th, 2019, Judge Jerry debuted. 
It was a new courtroom TV show that gave Jerry the opportunity to use his law degree and host a more mature program. It ran for three seasons until March 9th of 2022. And there has been so much that Jerry Springer did in his 79 years that delving deep into everything would take too much time. So I'm going to go through and list some things. He hosted the second and third season of America's Got Talent. He hosted a liberal talk show, Springer's On the Air. He hosted Miss World in 2000 and 2001. He hosted Miss Universe in 2008. He guest hosted for WWE Raw numerous times. He hosted The Price is Right Live. He hosted a dating show called Baggage. He hosted Investigation Discovery Series Tabloid. He filled in for Adam Carolla to host The Adam Carolla Show. He guest appeared on Married with Children, acted for several episodes of George Lopez, the George Lopez uh, sitcom. He released his autobiography, Ringmaster, which I can't find as an e-bop, an e- e-bop. <laughs> which I cannot find as an ebook, so womp, because I really wanted to read it, but I didn't want to order a physical copy. Um, and that same year starred in an unrelated film called Ringmaster. And he played the President of the United States in The Defender. And so many more cameos that I literally cannot justify sitting here and listing them on. Listing them all. Fact of the matter is, though, that Jerry Springer was a cultural icon, for better or for worse. He basically invented the reality television genre, and he changed the course of television history. If it was not for Jerry Springer, um, I mean, we would not have reality TV, most likely. Yeah. Like, I, he invented reality TV. You know, uh, I always thought it was... <laughs> I, I don't know. Trash TV is the perfect way to describe it. And yet I passed many, many hours of my life when I was younger watching mm-hmm. trash TV. So it, it is definitely trash TV. And it's, there was nothing like getting sick and just staying home and watching Jerry Springer. And no, there wasn't. Um, so I've been playing around trying to get the Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, chant, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm struggling to find it, but that's okay. I'll have it by the next recording. Nice. Um, I will play around, and, and we'll get that done. But, um, well. But, yeah. Rip in peace to Jerry Springer. For sure. And, you know, who who knew... I mean, honestly, I had no idea he was mayor of Cincinnati. I didn't either. I had no idea he was involved with RFK. Uh, I didn't know he was so into politics. Yeah. Period. I thought, I honestly, I thought he was just a. He was just, just Jerry Springer. He just had his show. Yeah, he just had a talk show. I didn't know he was such an activist and um, very supportive of like different uh, left, I guess, rights. Um, I didn't know. He actually had a, a law degree, um, which I guess Judge Jerry tells me like he had to have. But it, I guess I never it never clicked to me that he was anything more than just a trash TV host. Yeah, so. uh, same. So it's been a very uh, knowledge filled week yes. or several days since he died, at least. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, we're gonna move on and. You'll get your full Tyler Nugget, and you'll like it. Trivia with Tyler. All right. So according to etymologists and all searches conducted of the historical usage, uh, the term bucket list as the idiom we know today has never been used, or I'm sorry, was never used in any book, newspaper, or publication until the movie The Bucket List came out in 2007. All prior uses have been debunked as misdated. Really? So apparently nobody ever wrote it down. Then how did The Bucket List get... 
its name the bucket list? I would assume it was just past. It was a just verbal thing. verbal thing. Yeah. Wow. So, who knew? Wow. Um. Well, have you added water? I have. Then let's get some final thoughts. <laughs> Final thoughts. And we're having camera issues. Oh, no. Did it freeze? Oh, Megan's oh, back. Oh, 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 but Tyler's not. He's working on it, though. Here, here I come. There and I am. And Tyler? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, all right. To quote Bender, I'm back, baby. <laughs> um, Adding water, I noticed it is... Um, it, it's sweeter. Yeah, definitely brought the vanilla out. Took a little spice down. One thing that has been on my list, it keeps falling to the wayside because other stuff keeps popping up. Limestone water. I've been recommended Excuse by me? multiple people to get limestone water and to use it instead of... Um, just regular tap water that it really opens up the flavor of a bourbon. Lime, what is limestone water? You, I'm not a hundred percent certain, but you can buy it on Amazon. Huh? And I intend to make some ice, some of the big, excuse me, spherical ice cubes out of it. Um, as well as keep some for a little dash here and there, but yeah, it is, uh, it has been recommended multiple times that it really, works really changes well. it. Yep, it, it works very well with bourbon. So, I imagine it's water that probably comes from a limestone spring of some sort. Yep, interesting. Well, I guess it's about that time. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, I do like it probably more with water. This would be something I would. I would like to do with an ice ball, um, but it's not something I'm going to write home about. Like, it's good, but it's, I, and it's really only good because of the water. Before, without the water, it was just all right. So, I'm thinking today this is, this is a four and a half for me. Let's give it a big 4.5. Well, I was definitely a little off, off put by the uh, pepper um, without the water, but the water kind of taking it a notch down and bringing a little more of that vanilla flavor out moved it a little bit higher for me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so... Originally, I was thinking it was just going to go right down the middle, uh, but I'm going to bump it up a half a point and give it a five and a half. All right. So with that, y'all, it is time for us to get out of here. Oh, wow. My computer's using a lot of uh, power right now. It usually doesn't use that much. Oof. Um, with that, we're going to get out of here this week. Remember, it will be two weeks. Yep. From here on out, we'll be doing we'll be bi -weekly. releasing episodes biweekly. So, um, and Megan will be on the on the um, wonder segments. I'll be on the whiskey. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll find a way to get y'all's input taken in, into account for some of the topics. My input as well. Mm -hmm. So for sure. Keep stay tuned for that. For um, sure. Other than that, I guess that's it. Until next time. All right. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you for taking time to rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Um, huge, extra, amazing thank you to our patrons and those of you guys who go to PayPal and uh, help us out here and there who've donated uh, whiskeys to us and all the wonderful things. We appreciate you more than you uh, have more than you know. Um, so thank you guys and thank you for sticking around. Um, thank you guys for being cool with us going to bi-weekly and uh, hopefully we'll keep seeing you for uh, 106 more episodes. So 
Thank you guys so much. Have a good time. Don't drink and drive.